Welcome to Golf and the Good Life, your guide to golf travel across the pond. I'm DJ Jones, joined as always by my good friend and colleague, Connor Evers. Connor, I am pretty excited uh, to dive into today's episode. We're going to be talking about two things that, well, they're pretty much made for one another. But before we get there, first up, what is new on your end of things? DJ, appreciate the introduction there, and it's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, yeah, looking forward to today's episode most definitely. Uh, but yeah, everything is great at HQ. We have plenty of groups across the pond, and as we kind of enter into the latter part of the the summer, and honestly into the the, the kind of early parts of fall, it's season's going pretty quick. But groups are enjoying themselves, and um, this week we've got the AIJ Women's wins open at Walton Heath. So looking forward to a little bit more of some Heathland golf and, and when again, kind of the, the Lynx golf is essentially pretty much ending across the pond and, and uh, for, for a lot of the professional circuits, but enjoying, uh, enjoying all that and looking forward to again, today's episode, DJ, but all's good here at HQ. Well, that's great to hear. And you're right. Looking forward to watching the, uh, the women's open at Walton Heath. That's always, it's always fun when, uh, you know, one of the RNA events goes to the Heathland because it doesn't get uh, a lot of, you know, airtime and it, and it certainly deserves it. And uh, speaking of which, we actually had a, one of our listeners, John, fired in a question uh, last week and asked about whales. And uh, John, first off, thanks for listening and thanks for the question. And, and the gist of the question was, is Wales a good destination for golf? And why don't you guys talk about it more? And the answer to the first part is absolutely Wales is a great destination for golf. Uh, as you probably saw during the the senior open uh, at Royal Portgall, fantastic links golf. And there's several uh, awesome courses besides that Royal St. David's and uh, Pinard come to mind. And then you've got some awesome good life, really old castles and some great touring to, to pair together there. So it's a great destination, but why don't we talk about it more? Well, the overwhelming majority of people that are going overseas to play golf uh, are playing Scotland, Ireland, and England. And so that's where our expertise lies for, for one, but also where we devote most of the time uh, as a result. But, you know, you never know. We might find uh, whales featured on, a, on an upcoming episode. But back to today's episode, we mentioned two things that are meant to be together, golf and whiskey. From the very beginning of the game, those two things have have obviously been essentially joined at the hip. Today's episode is going to be very good life heavy uh, because it will probably come as no surprise that the number one request that we receive when it comes to good life activities off the golf course from our travelers happens to be distillery tours. So we're going to cover a handful of our favorite combinations between golf and distilleries might not always be distilleries, but golf and whiskey in general, let's say. Connor, why don't you kick us off with what I know happens to be one of your favorite days across the pond? So over across the pond last October, and it's a great day. Played Portrush as well as uh, paired the day with uh, the perfect ending, um, which which was a, a tour of the Bushmills Distillery. And Bushmills Distillery is actually the oldest licensed whiskey distillery in the entire world. So it's got a lot of history just in general. Right, but you can also pair it with some of the great Lynx golf courses up on the north coast of, of of Ireland. So the tour is fantastic. It's about an hour or so long. You're actually walking through the distillery, so they are actually distilling whiskey there during it. So there's a couple of rooms that you go through where 
you know, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest, it's probably 90 to hundred degrees Fahrenheit in some of those rooms where you're, you know, sweating. If you're, if you're there, even in the off peak seasons, when it's, you know, 50 or so degrees, I mean, you're, you're in those rooms sweating. So you're, you're going through it. There's employees there that are, that are working. So you get to see the full gamut of, of how Bushmills is made. But it's a, it's a great tour. Like I said, it's about an hour long. And, and with a the, with the ticket, you're also able to receive a drink or a cocktail afterwards, a dram of whiskey, I should say. The biggest kind of, I mean, again, with, with kind of the history of it, a lot of people want to tour it, even if they're not golfers up in that area, because the area does have a lot of tourists, like DJ and I have said in the past episodes with Game of Thrones and a few other things up in that area. But the tours do book out very, very early. So I booked mine, I think, two months or so before I even arrived. And there was only two times left for the day we wanted to. I was on a very tight trip. So uh, that is what I would what I would suggest the most is pre-book it, you know, a few months out. And I was there in October, too. So but if you don't book it so far now and, and maybe the day, you know, that you're going to be there says it's not available, you might actually be in luck. And the reason why I say that is they do save a few times for last minute tours. So definitely keep your eyes open on the on the um, tour online there. And the one big thing, too, is we've got Bushmills in where a lot of our groups will stay as well as the distillery. I thought before going there, DJ, that both of them were in the same area, same you know place. They are not. Um, they're about a five minute drive from each other. So another reason to have a driver host is after your tour, you don't have to drive after having a, a dram or so. Definitely recommend it for everyone. And like we said, it, it perfectly pairs with Royal Port Rush, Castle Rock, Port Stewart, any other courses up north. Oftentimes these these distilleries they're in small towns that are sometimes mm-hmm. you know pretty off the beaten path. You sometimes have to work a little harder to to get to these little towns. And as a result, you know, yes, you're going to get some other visitors, but it's not like they're beating down the doors for these tours. And and you can usually can just roll up and within 30 minutes or so go take one. But Bushmills, you're right. Gosh, that is a that is such a different scenario there because it's just one tour bus after another that's that's rolling through town, uh, you know, to go to the Giants Causeway or whatever it might be. So just some absolutely great advice. Uh, yeah, get on that early uh, if you plan to go to to Bushmills. And really, the same goes for for my stop, even simply because of the location. And that happens to be Teeling Distillery in Dublin. This is going to pair great with really any of the Dublin courses. Port Marnock, which speaks for itself, nineteen or twenty time host of the Irish Open. Um, the island is nearby. Royal Dublin. Any of those are going to pair well with Teeling. And what's what's cool about Teeling is it is the first new distillery to have opened in Dublin in like 125 years, which is hard to believe because you think of Irish whiskey. And then, of course, when you think of Ireland, you often think Dublin. And Dublin was this big, vibrant whiskey producing hub for centuries. But then Prohibition came along and, uh, you know, world wars and so forth. And a lot of them closed down. And so Teeling is bringing it back, uh, so to speak, and really fun little tour because it's new. Everything is bright and shiny and feels new uh, in there, although it is several years old. Um, what I enjoyed was that at the end, the tasting was not just uh, drams of whiskey, but they also gave you a whiskey uh, cocktail. You had a choice of a mocktail as well, which was which was great. Um, and then in the tasting room, you, as you look around on the walls, you know, it's graffiti everywhere and they basically just invite you to, to, you know, to leave your message on the wall, which I think is fun. So I've scribbled something somewhere, 
But, uh, you know, whether you're pairing it with golf or just some sightseeing in Dublin, it's a great spot to do it. Connor, what, uh, what else is on your list? I have a feeling that we're, well, I have a feeling I know where we're going next. <laughs> so now we're going over to Scotland and more specifically, uh, scotch at the Balmoral hotel. And this is for reference, this it. is not, <laughs> it's fair <laughs> the, for reference of uh, this is not a distillery per se, but it is, um, essentially a, a kind of a, a whiskey locker, if you will. They have approximately 500 different varieties of scotch from all over Scotland. So they actually have what's called whiskey ambassadors that work, um, within the, the scotch uh, room. And if you go there and maybe you have a great education on different whiskeys and want to try something different, um, you know, that they'll be able to help. And maybe you go in and you have absolutely no clue what you like, what you dislike. They're also going to be able to, to accommodate you. And they're essentially a, a whiskey concierge, if you will. And, you know, I honestly think, I mean, one of the best pairings in Scotland, the 36 whole day at Muirfield on a Tuesday or Thursday and come back afterwards and and do a tasting there uh, before or after dinner. I think it is one of the best days. Scotch, I mean, it's one of the coolest places. I mean, the leather chairs are phenomenal. They sit down. I had a smile on my face the whole time. So you don't have to stay in the the Balmoral Hotel to um, to go in there. But I would recommend staying there for sure because it is ideally the perfect pairing. Yeah, as you can tell, DJ, it's one of my favorites. What an ambitious pairing, though. 36 whole day at Muirfield, which happens to include a Carvery lunch that is, first off, just the volume of food, number one. But there are no shortage of consumable beverages at Muirfield. And then come back and pair that with a, a visit to Scotch. I hydrate i guess i guess mm. that's the that's that's the only advice i have for you for taking it for tackling that uh i'm afraid i'm going to probably have retired from from those days but uh you know leaving the smoking room at muirfield and then coming to scotch what a, <laughs> you're right what a pairing i don't know that it gets any very better uh than that um i'm going to keep us in scotland and uh take us a little more on the outskirts over to makrahanish and springbank uh, Hanish is over on the Mole of Kintyre. Yes, Paul McCartney wrote a song about it. Used to live around the corner. Uh, actually wrote two songs about it now that I think. But uh, old Tom Morris course, home to the best opening tee shot in golf. You know, the superlatives from Makrahanish kind of go on and on. But it takes a little more effort to get there given uh, where it is, but worth the trip kind of by itself. And of course, if you're over there, you've got to pair it with Springbank. What I enjoy about Springbank is from a whiskey tour standpoint, is that it's a little more old school in their approach. As you're walking through uh, this tour, they've got all of these uh, rooms where all of the barley is just, it's just laid out on the floor drying. I've never seen it any other place. That's the only place I've ever seen that does it. Maybe the others do it too, but I just thought it was super neat to just walk in. It's like, oh, well, here's all the barley that's gonna go into our, <laughs> to our whiskey at some point. Uh, but they've got a tour that's called the barley to bottle tour. And, you know, first off, they're going to take you around and you're going to try a couple straight out of the cask. And then they invite you to basically make your own blend of Springbank. And you've probably seen this at other places, Maker's Mark and a lot of the bourbon distilleries do this these days, but uh, kind of unique over in Scotland to, to offer this. And then they will take your, uh, your blend 
and bottle it up. And at the end, you get your own bottle. And that's pretty unique. I mean, to be able to bring back, you know, Connor's bottle of Springbank is uh, <laughs> is pretty awesome. But if you can't make it in there uh, for the tour, the Ardshill Hotel in Campbelltown uh, is a great uh, little whiskey bar uh, as well. You know, and like I said, this pairs great with Makrahanish. Mock Dunes is nearby, Denaverty, kind of any of those courses uh, where you're going to be over on the Mull of Kintyre. It's a great combo. But uh, Connor, take us back to the mainland, I guess, uh, <laughs> if you will, even though I guess Mull of Kintyre is not really an island, but forgetting now we're into the details. <laughs> it's fair. So we're going to the St. Andrews area. And more specifically to the King's Barnes Distillery. This is one of the newer distilleries uh, that has opened, uh, the new kid on the block, air quotes, if you will. But um, the distillery did open in 2014. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, go to the King's Barnes Distillery last fall and do a tour there. Um, it's a really, really great tour and a really great location. As if you're Googling on Google Maps, you'll see it is right next door to King's Barnes Golf Course. So um, you, you can't walk from Kings Barnes Golf Course. I mean, you, you could, but it's that close, if you will. Obviously, it perfectly pairs great and, and well with the golf course Kings Barnes, Crow Golfing Society, and and you know the plethora of, of courses within the area. You can do it again after after a round of golf, like I like I said with Scotch at Muirfield or or uh, uh, Bushmills after Portrush. But um, the building that the Kings Barnes Distillery is in it dates back to 1800, and it was part of the Cambo Estates. Um, is used for farm activities, but honestly, it looks kind of like a, a small castle, which is really unique. Um, the tour there, um, which is which is really great. This is the one I specifically did, which was the 19th hole tour. Um, lives up to the name. <laughs> Obviously, it's perfect for golfers. Um, it's about a one hour tour and it does have three different tastings. Um, and if you're not into whiskey per se, um, they also have a great gin tour there, which is which is really new, unique. Um, they have a gin making class where you can kind of create your own recipe and take home your own bottle, kind of like Spring Bank, as, as DJ said. Um, again, you can, even if you have, maybe you have a day off in St. Andrews and you just want to walk around the town, you could do the tour in the afternoon or, or what have you too. Um, actually have a, a group next year. Um, that's going to do the same thing, kind of a day off in the middle of the trip and planning on doing the, uh, St. Andrews brewery and as well as uh, Kings Barnes distillery in one day. So they're in for a treat next year. Oh my goodness. Two of my, I mean, St. Andrews Brewing Company and the Kings Barnes Distillery. That is, that's as good as it gets. Uh, in mm. in 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 my book, they're gonna get some some yippee IPA and <laughs> whatever else they've got it at Kings Barnes. Very cool. And the gin class. I, what I think is neat about that too is, I mean, aside from being able to make your own, is when I did the tour, they mentioned that they'll keep your recipe on file, and so you can, I guess, just call back, you know, at some point, if you're willing to pay the duty and shipping to get your own bottle back over, you can, you can stay stocked with your own stuff, which is pretty neat. I'm going to go back again on some of the, to the outskirts, if you will, and visit uh, Isla. On paper, it looks like Islay, and I've heard it pronounced that way, but I assure you that it is Isla. I stopped watching the TV show Blacklist because the main character, uh, Reddington, I think is his last name. He's like this well-traveled James Bond type guy. And in one of his episodes, he pronounced it Islay. And it just ruined the entire facade of his character in my book. So uh, I've, I've moved on from that. But on the Isle of Isla, 
you've got the Mockery Hotel and Golf Links. The Mockery underwent this just a complete overhaul years ago. Uh, the golf course is one of the most fun courses you will ever play. The setting is fantastic. The hotel was also gutted and, and given the complete once over. Just an outstanding option for golf. But Isla is perhaps best known for its whiskey. I mean, it's a beautiful island on and by itself as well. But but the whiskey is what draws people there more than anything. And they have the, what's called the Three Distilleries Walk. And basically, starting in the town of Port Ellen, there's this great paved path that is three miles long. It's separated from the main road, so it's, it's super safe. And you can essentially walk from the little town to Lafroig, Lagavulin, and Ardbeg. And the the one thing to note about the whiskeys of Isla is they are unique when it comes to the flavor. They are very peaty, very distinct, not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, if you are just getting started in whiskey, Lafroig may not be your, your jam. I mean, there's a wall outside of the Lafroig distillery that has all of the descriptions that people have used to describe what Lafroig tastes like. And there was one that said something along the lines of, it tastes like grandma dropped her cigarette ashes in the frying pan of bacon twice. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's what it tastes like. That is the most spot on description of Lafroig. <laughs> But anyway, so you, you've got Lafroig, Lagavulin, and Ardbeg. You've really got to kind of, like I said, with the uh, the Muirfield combo, stay hydrated. But what's nice is at the last stop at Ardbeg, they've got food. So you can get some lunch or late lunch or what have you because you're probably going to need it. Sure, your driver host can drive you to each of these. But really, the 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 experience calls for, you know, if you can, do the walk. It's It's beautiful. There was this monument to this guy that had immigrated to the United States, and he was one of the founders of the Bank of New York. I mean, very just random history that you find on the path, and I wouldn't have found that if I hadn't have walked it. But uh, that was my day on Isla. Connor, what's next on your list? Yeah, absolutely, DJ. So the next pairing up and one of our favorites from our H&B members is Glenmorangie, which is up in the Scottish Highlands. Um, and I would honestly say it's, I mean, one of, if not the most visited distillery by our travelers on a yearly basis. Um, it's very convenient to a lot of the courses up in the Scottish Highlands, uh, Royal Dornick and Tain, Golsby and a few others. And, you know, what's nice about this distillery is it's in a great location. So if you do have an off day, you can visit the distillery. If you are, you know, playing golf, a round of golf, and maybe you are playing, you know, in the morning and, and want to do something in the afternoon, it's a perfect pairing, as we like to say, where you can go and tour the distillery in the afternoon. Given the location, just in general, it has a lot of connections to a lot of the courses, more specifically Royal Dornick. And actually, funny enough, on the 18th hole um, is actually named Glenmorangie, which, which is really unique. And more specifically with the, the distillery and the tour itself, 
Um, they do have a, a few different ones. So there is the what's called the innovation tour. And I would say it's the most immersive tour. It's approximately two hours long. So, you know, if you are playing golf, it may not be, you know, best to do it. If you have extra time, great. But they do have also a few different options of tours, a little bit less, less time than that, around 45 minutes. So again, if you are playing around golf in the morning and, and going to the distiller in the afternoon, this the, the shorter one may be uh maybe a fine for you. And kind of last thing about the distillery with Glenmorangie, um, actually Tain, which is pretty much golf course right next door, um, they actually have a, a barrel of Glenmorangie uh, whiskey that's actually in one of the holes. So it's really fun, unique, and again, really pairs the golf course as well as the distillery together. So that's the distillery. And if you're up in the area, I would 100% recommend everyone at least do the the tour. Um, it's it's a it's a great one, and everyone would enjoy it. Yeah, that Tain spot is one of my favorite spots in the Highlands. I can't. I think it's like the 11th hole, might be the 10th or 11th, maybe the 12th. I don't know, but it's out on the water, and you have a view straight across uh, into the distillery, essentially. So that's that's kind of neat to have, you know, to to have, like you say, the the connection between the game and whiskey. You know, obviously the two things, like we've said, you know, they go hand in hand. But uh, my last stop is going to be. Uh, two headliners, and that has to be Old Head and the Jameson Experience. You know, Jameson used to be located in Dublin. It goes all the way back to the 1700s, and it moved to Midlington, which is about an hour from Old Head, um, just 15 minutes from from Cork. Uh, so if you happen to be either staying in Cork or the Cork Golf Club, uh, but it moved there back in the 70s. But another, you know, cool connection to the game of golf, Port Marnock, which we mentioned earlier, uh, was actually, you know, the first president was John Jameson uh, of the Port Marnock Golf Club, and he gave the club the the property uh, where it sits. So uh, kind of a neat connection between the two. But the, the Jameson experience makes a cool, you know, easy stop if you're coming down from Dublin and, and Old Head is your first uh, stop because it is, you know, more or less on the way, so to speak. But they have a ton of tours. I mean, this place is huge and has a lot of options. Uh, if you are wanting to try some of the very best of Irish whiskey, their premium tours are the way to do it. They they have Midlinton very rare uh, that, that's part of it, uh, which is always a, a crowd pleaser sort of thing. But, you know, I would never suggest rushing off from Old Head to go do this tour but if you've got some time to to squeeze it in where you can still maximize your amount of time on that patio at Old Head, by all means do it because uh, they're, they're certainly a great pairing. But Connor, we have covered a lot of ground, you know, and I'm curious, you, know, you mentioned a couple favorites uh, of yours. What was your favorite pairing that you've encountered overseas uh, of golf and whiskey? Oh, there's a lot to choose from DJ and had a lot of time to think about this. But the one that I would say would be at Cruden Bay. At Cruden Bay, you go into golf course before checking in, um, and they they do give you a kind of goodie bag. Um, a lot of the courses will do that. They'll give you a stroke saver, like they call them. We, we call them a yardage book, um, tee scorecard, you know, what what have you. But inside that that little bag is actually a dram of Tomatin uh, whiskey, and I thought it was very cool. I actually did see this on the no laying up tour sauce when they went up to uh to the high or to the Aberdeen area and, and played Cruden Bay. So I was wondering if they continued to do it and they they did. So I 
played Karuna Bay my, by myself and actually drank the whole dram while I was playing golf. So it was a really cool experience. Golf course is obviously great. One of my favorites across the pond, to be honest. But um, the nice little touch of, of Tamatan was great. First time I had it was at Karuna Bay. Enjoyed it so much where I picked up a bottle at uh, Duty Free on my departure back stateside. So um, it was a great touch there. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of my, my favorite experiences between golf and, and whiskey across the pond. But what about you, DJ? You did exactly what they were hoping you would do. You tried the the whiskey and then went and bought a bottle. Uh, so so good yeah. on them. But uh, mm-hmm. mine has to be, um, it's actually not a distillery tour. I was in Dornick last uh, November and the Dornick Whisk- Whiskey Festival was going on. And it's a shame because it always takes place in what I would say called the later fall. Uh, so it's in November range. And by then the golf travel season's over. So it's not something that a lot of our travelers would experience, but if you happen to be in Dornick in November, look it up because it was a fun little festival, but they had this tasting where the guy who put it on, it was six different drams. And the, the purpose was he intentionally tried to trick you as far as where the whiskey was from, you know, each, each region, the whiskeys have their own flavor. Like we talked about Isla sticks out like a sore thumb. And so you would, you would try the whiskey and he adds you write down what region you thought it was from. And listen, I was in this room with a lot of pretty experienced whiskey tasters, uh, some who had been enjoying themselves quite a bit at the festival. And would you believe that when we got done with that tasting out of the 12 of us, and there were six different ones, not a single guy guessed a single region correct. And it just proved exactly what he was trying to show. And that is that, well, not everything from the region, you you can't just lump it all together. So you can't say, I don't like whiskeys from the Highlands because they don't all taste the same. And he fooled every single one of us every single time. But an awesome experience. And really what made it was more than anything, the cast of characters that I was paired with for this thing and the debating and the yelling that they there was going back and forth on, you know, these guys were they were ready to go in the octagon over that what region this was from. And we were all wrong. Nobody got a single one. So a pretty memorable experience. If you happen to be in Dornick in the fall, look it up if it happens to be going on. But Connor. This was a lot of fun. Anything to add before we wrap her up? Yeah, I think we touched everything there, DJ. And this was a really fun episode. Uh, one of my favorites that we've done so far, even outside of golf, which is, again, to the point of these trips. I mean, obviously you go for the golf, but you're, you're there for the other experiences and camaraderie and the distilleries. But kind of my last advice to everyone is when, you, when you're over across the pond, I mean, yeah, you go for the golf and just don't. Don't be like, I like to jokingly say a, a Barry bag tag, you know, don't, you know, don't go over and play as many rounds of golf as, as you humanly possibly physically can, you know, stop and smell the roses as cliche as it sounds, but hey, you know, go to some of the distilleries, take the tours. I mean, both in Ireland and Scotland, I mean, these, these distilleries are, you know, part of their economy and a part of their culture. Um, you know, go to experience it. Even if you're, you know, not a, not a drinker yourself. I mean, you can go and just kind of see how it all works. And um, I think the coolest thing is, you know, yeah, you taste whiskey and, and have an appreciation for the taste of it. But until you actually go to the distillery and see the craftsmanship and everything that goes into it, I kind of oddly relate the two to a, a watch, you know, how cool everything behind a watch is, all the different pieces that have it work. 
Um, you know, it's kind of the same with, with whiskey. It's all the, the peat and everything that goes into, to making the distillery or making the whiskey and the fi finished product. It's, it's very cool. And the, the years and time that goes into it, it you kind of appreciate it a little bit more. So um, that's kind of my advice. That is spot on. I mean, and, and just some spot on advice, whether you're there to, en to enjoy it yourself or not. I mean, I've done numerous whiskey tours and have not tried the actual whiskey uh, that was part of the tour. I just love to watch how it's done and to learn about each place's individual approach to it. So great advice. Make sure to work, to work some into your itinerary, but we have obviously covered a lot of grounds like we usually do. So we're going to include mm -hmm. some links in the show notes to these distilleries and, and some of the other places that we talked about. But if you have any questions, DM us on social media or shoot us an email golf at haversham.com. But otherwise, thank you as always for tuning in. We'll be back again soon with another episode. But until then, we wish you plenty of golf at its finest and life at its best. <laughs>